First Corinthians chapter three, verse six says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. The title of this message is Looking for the Increase. You know, it's it's about to be springtime. And you already see trees budding out and blooming and everything, and it's just everywhere you look, there's new life. You know, it won't be long, and maybe some of you already have. I don't know, I'm not much of a gardener, but it won't be long, y'all be planting gardens. And a little bit I do know, I know you plant some seeds, and you work the ground, and you water it, and you fertilize it. And that's what Paul was alluding to here was, you know, sometimes you plant something and you have to water it. And then there's increase that comes from that. You know, nobody goes and plants a garden expecting nothing to happen. Now, sometimes nothing does happen, but that's not your intent when you plant the garden, is it? No, you plant the garden because you're expecting increase. You're expecting something to come from you know, the fruits of your labor. You're expecting there to be growth and, and something that you can go harvest. Well, you know, I, I feel like we've been planting and watering for a while. I feel like we've all been working hard and, and planting and watering. And Paul was talking about here that sometimes one of us will plant and somebody else will water... But it's God that gives the increase. You see, you don't look to any one man. And some of you may know some people that come to be saved. But it's not the preacher that saved them. It may be somebody else down the line that that did a little planting in them. And that they happened to be in this church and they got a little water on them. And through the grace of God, God gave the increase and that person became saved. You see, we don't always get to see the fruit of that labor. But what I want you all to know today is that, that there is a time that comes when you're planting a garden and you say, alright, it's time. I ought to start seeing some increase. I ought to start seeing the fruit of my labor come forth. You know, most of the people that know how to make a garden and have done it most of their life, they know about how long it takes for certain plants. Some it takes a little more than others. Some it's several weeks. Some it may be a couple months. But they know. You see, they're expecting to see increase when the time is right. And I want you all to know today that I'm expecting increase. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about necessarily people to fill seats. I'm expecting to see fruits of our labor. And I think you should be expecting to see increase. We ought to be looking for it. You ought to be looking to see what God is doing in people's life. You know, we can... Like I said a while ago, nobody goes and plants a garden and then just walks away and leaves it. No, you, you go back and you water it. And you go back and you fertilize and you water some more. Sometimes you gotta dig the weeds out. Sometimes you gotta shake the ground up a little bit. You gotta keep that thing going. But you always go back. 
looking for what is to come out of that garden. You see, you don't ever just plan it and then hope for the best. But why do we do that with people we're working with? People that we're trying to help. People that that need ministering to. We'll go plan a little bit and say, well, I hope somebody else waters. That's not what Paul was talking about. Paul wasn't saying just because uh, you don't feel like doing anything but planting, that's good enough, somebody else will handle the watering. No, he was just saying that sometimes you don't get to handle every aspect of the ministry. Sometimes somebody else gets to come in and fulfill a role, you see. But that's not where we're trying to go today. What I'm trying to show you is that we have done some work, but we don't need to just stop right there. We don't need to go plant. See, even if you planted and watered, that's not enough. Somebody has got to go harvest that crop. Otherwise, it'll just be ate by the birds and the animals and it'll just be there for nothing. I hope we're not here for nothing. You see, I I don't intend to waste my time planting and watering to just let it all ruin. That's not my intention. I hope it's not yours. But why do we do that sometimes with Christians? with new Christians especially, but those that aren't saved yet, we will do a little bit of work in their life and then turn and walk away and think, well, somebody else will take up the slack. See, we need to be looking for increase. We need to be increase-minded. You understand what I'm saying? You see, you can be satisfied with planting and watering and not ever reaping no reward, but I'm not. And I don't, I don't say that from a greedy kind of standpoint where I want all the glory. I say that from the kind of standpoint is I want to see some, some uh, results from my effort. I want to see a reward. Now, I'm not talking about a personal reward. I'm talking about something that comes from the planting in water, and I do. You know, this church is here for a reason. Churches don't it just exist, or they shouldn't. Let me change that. Churches shouldn't just exist to be a place to gather on Sunday morning. You know, we, we have a purpose. I believe our purpose is to bind up the brokenhearted. To bring proclaim liberty to those that are held captive. To restore them to where they need to be. You see, we have a purpose... Our purpose is to plant and water, but our purpose also needs to be to ensure that the increase comes. You see, it's it's God's responsibility to provide that increase. But if we aren't diligent to fulfill our duties and our, our, our goals, the things that God put us there to do, we can't expect Him to increase what we haven't fulfilled our part of. You understand what I'm saying today? You see, there is a point where we are cut off and it's God's responsibility. But if we don't meet that point, it's not His fault. You understand? If we just go halfway and say, well, God will get the rest, that ain't enough. You see, if you're not interested in the increase, why did you bother planting and watering? 
Now you understand that? Put that in real terms. Why do you bother trying to tell anybody about Jesus if you ain't interested in increase? Why do you bother trying to live a good example and, and have an impact on somebody's life if you don't care nothing about increase? See, when you change the way you think and begin to think and, and change your mind and be heavenly minded, kingdom minded, Look, this ain't just one of them, oh, what are the people called to go around and, and put on these uh, conventions where, you know, everybody is depressed and lonely and, and you know, it kind of builds their self-esteem and motivational. motivational speakers. That's exactly it. See, this isn't just motivational talk. I'm trying to change your attitude if you have an attitude problem. You see? How can I talk to you like this today? Because I know. Listen, I know. Not because I can look and see, but because I look at myself and see. You see, if you're not looking for increase, you have no expectation of things to come. If you're not looking for increase, you have no hope that God's going to do anything. So don't waste your time. Because see, when you, when you live like that, you end up becoming a stumbling block. You end up hindering somebody else's walk because when you aren't looking for increase, people see a lack of hope in you. You have got to look for increase. I'm going to share another scripture with you this morning. Philippians chapter 3. I'll tell you all what, I'm going to try my best to memorize the scripture. I've heard people quote this before. Man, I tell you what, it's awesome. I just, I just feel power every time I hear it. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. Once again, this is Paul talking. Now look, I ain't trying to exalt Paul today in any way, but I'm going to tell you all what, he knew something about what it was to be a human. He knew what it was to be a man. And all the issues that come along with that. There's also some other things he knew about how to overcome it too though. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 says, Not as though I had already attained... Either were already perfect. See, he's trying to reassure you that he does not think he has already reached the point where he doesn't have to worry about this. He's including himself in this. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now here's the good part. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul said, forget about everything behind you and look forward, look ahead, look toward the increase. Forget about how hard it was to get to where you are. Forget about everything that's held you back in the past. You need to be looking forward, look ahead, look for the increase to come forth from what you're toiling and what you're working after. You see, when you look forward, you can be heavenly minded and kingdom minded. 
When you look behind you, all you can think about is how I messed up. Man, look what I did. I don't believe I did that again. Why do I keep doing these stupid things? Man, the devil won that one. You see, that's all you can focus on. Or you get the other kind of attitude where you look back and say, boy, I sure did a good job on that one. Man, look how good that went. I bet I can do that again. You see, you start focusing on the bad or the worse. (laughs) But when you start looking forward and looking for increase to come out of your work, you, you change your perspective. You see, here's another wonderful thing. See, that Scripture said God gives the increase. And some of us sat here and think, man, I can't do that. I, I don't have any abilities in me to do what they're saying I need to do. You know, some of you probably here sitting here today, God's been dealing with you about something. It may be that God has called you to something. If I may be so bold to just kind of step out there for a minute. God may have called you for something. Some kind of work. And you say, man, I can't do that. You know, there's people here today that may not have even graduated high school. And they sit there and think, I, I, don't, I can't do that. I don't have the, the talent or the ability to do that. See, you don't have to worry about it. God gives the increase. It's not you. The load just got took off and set on the side, didn't it? Jesus will pick that side up. God gives the increase. You see? I had a pastor one time, and some of y'all know Otis Byers. He was always fond of saying that he'll carry the heavy end or the big end. You see, there's still work to do, but he picks up the heavy end. Y'all ever carry and help somebody move some furniture? And, you know, my, I always somehow I always get stuck walking backwards carrying the heavy end. I don't know how it works out, but every time it's me. See, God carries the heavy end, though. When you start looking for increase, you can take yourself out of the equation. You can say, God, okay, through your help, through your anointing, I'm going to do my best to plant and water. But Lord, I'm trusting You for increase. You see, when you get that frame of mind, it takes yourself out of the equation, number one. But you stop looking at your limitations and you start getting excited and looking at God and saying, God, I can't wait to see some increase. God, I know there's going to be something come out of this. Somebody shout this morning and say, give me the increase. Y'all, come on now. Y'all need to, y'all need to get this in your spirit this morning and realize you're not defeated. Realize that you're not beat down. What does the Word say? He says you're the head and not the tail. You're not the one that's going to be in submission. You're the one that's going to be in charge. The Word tells you if you've been faithful in a few things, He's going to make you ruler over many. You understand how that works? This is not to exalt you today. It's to let you know you need to be looking for increase through the work you do for Jesus Christ. That's just a testament to His greatness. It's a testament to how awesome He is when He takes somebody as low and piddly as I am and makes increase come forth. That's the kind of attitude we need to have. 
That's the kind of spiritual awareness we need to have. Knowing that God provides the increase, not me. It's not this church. Man, it's such a blessing to be able to bless somebody through what this church has. Knowing that, man, if somebody needs something, we can just bless them. See, it's not this church. It's God that gave the increase that allowed us to do that. Now, we need to be good stewards of it and use it in the right way. Make sure we're taking that increase and what? Replanting. Rewatering. So there's more increase, you see. That's what God's kind of increase is about. It ain't got nothing to do with how much we can store up. Amen. Man, we gotta we gotta be wise using our resources, but it's all for more increase, in my opinion. I think God would have us to to seek Him and find out what it is we need to do to to plant and water in the right places. You know, you can waste a whole lot of effort planting and watering in the wrong place, and you know you'll miss a whole lot of opportunities not planting and watering in the right place. I hope it's don't embarrass him, but y'all know Ricky back there. Ricky Starr. Ricky, if you had to say this morning what most of this county thinks about you, what would you say? Yeah. Yeah. You see, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Ricky, as far as his life and everything. But there's, there's one thing I know. Well, there's two things I know. I'm gonna share the second one in a minute. See, all of my life, I don't know that I ever even personally met Ricky until he came into this church. But I knew his name, and his name has always been synonymous with trouble. From everything, anytime I heard somebody say the name Ricky Starr, there was always something after that that was bad. Okay? But here's another thing I know about Ricky. I know Ricky came down here and received Jesus as his Savior. I know there is a new work beginning in Ricky Starr. I don't know anything about your past, man. But God knows everything about you. You see, if somebody wouldn't have planted and watered in Ricky, there wouldn't have been any increase. And you know, most of us would have said, oh, that's Ricky Starr. I ain't even going to bother planting and watering over there. There you go. You see, most of us should have looked a little harder at him. But when we, we think we know where the planting and the watering needs to be done, you see, we, we kind of have this intuition and we know, oh, I need to go talk to him. But see, God knows a whole lot more than we know. And there's a whole lot of people in this county or surrounding areas that's already written Ricky Starr off. He's hopeless. There ain't no hope for him. It's too late. I don't know how old Ricky is. But here at this stage in the game, he came to know Jesus as his Savior. See, if nobody would have ever taken the time to do a little planting and watering and working in that garden, there wouldn't have been any increase there. That man would be lost. 
What's, what's God's will? God said, I would that none should perish, but that all would have eternal life. See, it's not His will that any should perish. Who am I to, do, to say today that I shouldn't be planting and watering over there? Who am I to say that they're hopeless? It's too late for them. They've turned their back too many times. You see, Ricky could die tomorrow. And if it wasn't for somebody spending a little bit of time planting into his life and taking that opportunity to let the Holy Spirit convict him and work and give him a chance, he would be lost. He would spend eternity in hell. And you know what? We would just keep right on living. It wouldn't hurt us any. I wouldn't have even personally came to know Ricky Starr. But because somebody was looking for increase. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Somebody was looking for increase. Somebody said, you know what? I don't know what all he's done. I don't even care. Because I know a God that is greater than any sin. I know some blood that can cover and wash away any sin. It doesn't matter how much of it was there. You see, it's God that gives the increase. Amen. You see, that blood can wash it away. It can cover up anything you've done and just make you white as snow. Man, I look at Ricky when he comes in here on Sunday morning and he's just just shining. He's got a new chance. He's got a new life. Man, I'm sure he still struggles. I know, man, look, I struggle. I've been saved, I don't even know how long, and I still struggle. I know he's got battles to face, but man, amen, he is a new creation. All things are washed away. (laughs) Y'all need to get excited this morning. Y'all need to look for increase in your life. You see, I'm not no prosperity preacher. I ain't up here telling you that you're going to get rich because you start serving God. But what I'm going to tell you is when you start looking for increase in your life, God will provide increase. You see, you get heavenly minded and you start looking for people that you can plant and water into. And you see God don't increase. You see, we ain't got to worry about about pesticides and herbicides and trying to keep all that. No, just plant and water. God will give the increase. Amen. Amen.